Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Come on, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful for your goodness toward us. We're grateful for everything that you want to do in our lives. And tonight we come to you and we ask that you would speak clearly. We come to you and we ask that you would do something fresh in our hearts. You would change our thinking. You would change our perception. You would give us a new picture of rest that transforms our life. And not only gives us a time here where we are refreshed by you, but gives us something that equips us as we go out of this place to live lives out of that place of rest. Holy Spirit, come and speak to your people tonight, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. One of you grab your seats. Very, very exciting. You know, I'm just uh, excited that God wants to speak into our hearts tonight. He wants to do something fresh. He wants to do something in our lives that is a little bit different. And tonight, uh, the second part of our soul sessions, talking about rest. Last week was a, a great message. If you weren't here last week, let me encourage you to get a hold of the podcast on balance. And Pastor Matt took some time to, uh, to talk to us about getting our yeses and our noes aligned. I would encourage you to get a hold of that. It was certainly a great message. Well, tonight, I just want to maybe give you something a little bit different to think about when it comes to rest. Because the whole topic of rest, the whole acquiring rest, being in a place where we feel rested, seems to be so elusive these days. We seem to be living such frenetic lives that we just move from one thing to the next, one thing to the next. You know, moving down from Brisbane, uh, one of the things I noticed is how fast-paced it is here in Melbourne. Personally, I love it. I love it. Everything moves faster, even the traffic, <laughs> except the Monash at Picao. But aside from that, everything else moves faster. And uh, I know Queenslanders are known for their laid-back kind of lifestyle. And sometimes I'd, uh, I'd be around people and I'd just be like, oh man, just go faster, can you? Come on, just think faster, just move faster. But Melbourne moves quick. And the problem with that is that we, we move from one thing to the next and we barely have time to acknowledge the ending of something before we've started something new, before we've moved on to something fresh. And it's like, Wow, no time to celebrate, no time to, uh, to, to kind of bask in what it is that's happened. Poof, we just got to keep going. We just need to keep moving. It seems like our lives are lived at an increasingly frenetic pace. As you get a little bit older, time just seems to compress. The years go faster and all of a sudden, bang, it's the middle of July. Now, when did that happen? Things just move quickly. It's kind of funny because the psalmist said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Doesn't that sound nice? Just take a moment and breathe. He leads me, he lets me rest in green meadows. You know what, we just move so quickly, we need apps on our watch to tell us to breathe. Anybody else got that one on their watch? Four times every day, it tells me to stop and breathe for a whole minute, like I've forgotten. I like that. 
It sounds great. He lets me rest in green meadows and leads me beside peaceful streams. But have you ever felt like that is not a part of your life? That that kind of experience is not really a part of living for you. It's just, you know, just ever felt like you're kind of looking, you think, I'd like, I'd like to rest in green meadows. That sounds really nice. Why isn't that, isn't that the way that my life seems to kind of work? And yet that is what God has for each one of us. That sense of rest and that sense of peace. Tonight, we're talking about rest. And hopefully, I want to give you some keys that might help you live out of that place of rest rather than living out of a place of frantic activity. My goal tonight is to maybe shape your thinking a little bit and give you something that you can go away with that will shift even the way you perceive rest, what you think rest is, and then maybe begin to implement some things in your life to live a life that lives out of a place of rest. Now, the point of our soul sessions is to help you have a healthy soul. It's the year of the soul this year. Isn't that a great theme? I love that. That's a great theme. And so we want to help you have a healthy soul, that by accessing everything that God has for you, that you become the healthiest version of you possible. That's what we're, we're trying to do tonight. That's what we're trying to do with our soul sessions. So I want to kick off tonight by showing you a TV ad from my youth. It's one of my favorite TV ads. I don't know why. It just I'm not sure why. But I just want to show you this to try and maybe give you a little bit of picture of what we're trying to do. If we could go to the video, that'd be great. about that ad that I love, but I just love it, and I wanted to share it with you. One of the things I love about that ad, it says we get to the end of the ad, we see this woman, and she, she locks eyes with herself, a better version of herself, a healthier version of herself, and she locks eyes, and this look of disappointment, and this look of shock on her face slowly gives way to a sense of hope that maybe this woman on the sidewalk that I've almost run over, maybe she could be me. Have you ever looked and thought to yourself, maybe I could be arrested Alex instead of a frantic Alex. Maybe I could be arrested Shiho instead of a frantic Shiho. Maybe I could be arrested Nadia instead of a frantic. Have you ever thought that to yourself? Instead of being a frantic, I could be arrested myself. Tonight, that's what we want to do. The whole point of this ad is about meeting a healthier version of you. And tonight, that's what we want to do. Help you meet that healthier version of you. I'm not hoping that you will have an out-of-body experience like that lady tonight. That's not what I'm aiming for. It's okay. Don't worry. But I do want to help you live your best life by living out of the place of rest that God has for you. By answering that question, how do I live out of the place of rest that God has ordained you to live out of? Understand that. 
He's ordained you to live, live that place. So let me give you three simple things that you need to do if you want to live out of this place of rest. And I use the word simple deliberately because they're not necessarily easy. They're simple, but not easy. And there's a big difference. The first thing we need to do if we want to live out of a place of rest is that we have to change our mindset towards rest. You've got to change your mindset. This is the biggest one. See, most of us don't have a theology of rest. Most of us don't have an idea of what God thinks rest is or, or how we should rest. And can I just say that this is really important, especially if you call yourself a follower of Jesus in this place tonight. Because as Christians, we shape our value system around the things that we think God values. So we value love because we think God values love. We value generosity because we think God values generosity. We value kindness because we think God values kindness. So your value of rest will depend on your understanding of God's value of rest. It's not rocket science, is it? Your mindset towards rest, rest will dictate whether you rest, how you rest, how often you rest, what rest looks like to you. It's all dictated to by your mindset. In Genesis 1, uh, 13, it says, And there was evening and there was morning the third day. We need to understand that rest is more than just the ceasing of work. Rest is more than just getting more sleep. Rest is more than, than sitting on the couch and watching Netflix for three or four hours. Rest is more than sitting on the couch and playing your PS4 for, for an afternoon. That's not rest. That's not God's picture of rest. God created rest as part of the natural rhythm of life. And it's more than just stopping working for a little bit. It's far more than that. We see here in Genesis 1.13, throughout the, in fact, throughout Genesis 1, in the whole creation account, each day starts the same. And there was evening and there was morning, the third day. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. Each day starts from the evening and not the morning. That's not an accident. That's, that's deliberate. God specifically put that in place because by starting the day at evening, what is evening? It's what we would see as traditionally the time of rest. We think the day starts in the morning, and then we get to the evening and we have a time of rest. Great, I work in the day, and then I go and rest in the evening. But that's not how God runs his day. That's not how he expects us to run a day. He runs his day from the evening to the morning. In other words, he's saying that your day should start from a position of rest. That's how we should actually start our labors. God is intent for us to live out of this place of rest. Rather than living from work to work and in, in between getting some kind of respite to claw our way back to zero in order to get to the next morning and do it all again. That's not God's intent. Rather, we go from rest to rest with labor in between, with proactivity in between. The first priority is the rest of God. And then out of this comes the work of God. You look at, look at the way he works. There was evening and there was morning the third day. The other interesting thing about this is if you look at the nature of God's work through creation, it is creation. Isn't that profound? The nature of God's work is creativity. The nature of God's work was creative. It is no coincidence that if work follows rest, that creativity comes out of the place of rest. 
Come on, you know that to be true. How hard is it to think straight? How hard is it to be creative when you're exhausted? How hard is it to, to, to think outside the box when you're tired all the time? You know what that's like. Now we've got uh, scientists and psychologists and, and social scientists telling us, hey, listen, if you want to be, be productive, don't do all of your thinking work at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, thank you. Look, anybody who's worked a normal day in their life would know that that's the case because at three o'clock in the afternoon, you, you just read a, oh man, your, your, your brain goes funny. They tell you, do your creative work in the time that you are most productive, most rested. Do your creative work out of that space. God's design is such that creativity comes out of rest. Even today, when the Jews celebrate the Sabbath, Sabbath doesn't, doesn't run from, from Saturday morning at 12.01 a.m. through to Saturday night at 11.59 p.m. Sabbath runs from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. Why? Because the day starts in the evening. It's biblical. It, it's, it's, it's all the way through the Bible. That's why they took Jesus' body down before, before the sun set. Why? Because the new day of, of, of Passover was coming, um, they, of Sabbath was coming. They had to pull him down before the Sabbath, the new day. The new day always starts at the place of rest. From the creation of the world, God saw rest as the starting point to life. Throughout the Bible, time and time again, God speaks of the importance of rest, not the least of which was his establishing of the Sabbath, which we'll get to in a minute. The first thing we need to understand about rest is that in God's economy, it is not a take it or leave it option. It is not something that, you know what, if you want to, then take a break. If you don't feel like it this week, then don't take a break. That's fine. That was not God's intent. Not only is it not take it or leave it, it's actually not an end point. It's not the thing you do after you have finished working. It is actually the thing you do out of which your work should come. It's the beginning of everything. Rest is the beginning of creativity. Rest is the beginning of productivity. Rest is the beginning of work. Rest is the beginning of life. Rest is the beginning of creation. Life should come out of rest, not the other way around. I take extra time to labor this point. And the reason is simple. Because some of you need to give yourself permission to rest and to rest properly. Because some of you see rest as unproductive. Some of you see rest as lazy. Some of you see rest as an interruption to work. Something that you have to do because of your physical limitations as a human being. I come from a Maltese family. My parents were migrants. They came out to Australia in 1950-something or other. They grew up during the war in Malta, came to Australia with a very strong work ethic. And so they taught their boys to work and work hard. And so that's just how I grew up, with a very, very overactive work ethic. In fact, because my work ethic would be applied to academics and not manual labor, because I'm a more academic person, I've done manual labor, we've built a couple of houses, we've done the landscaping, blah, 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 but, but it wasn't my thing. And whenever there was work, Alex would somehow seem to disappear somewhere to his room to study. It's no wonder I did okay in study. 
But they would call me lazy. My brothers would say, oh, you're so lazy, Al. You're so lazy. And that just ingrained into me that I was lazy and I needed to work harder. And so I worked and worked and worked to break this label of laziness that I, I allowed to be put over my own life. And as such, because of that, I fell into a place of just, just work, 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 work. It's okay. And you, you, and you know, some of you do the same. You wear that, that badge of how you've been. Oh, just busy. Just, and you wear it like it's a badge of honor. It's actually not a badge of honor, can I just say. But you wear it like it is. And so you, you have this overdeveloped work ethic, this overdeveloped sense of work. And for me, I had to get a new theology of work and a new theology of rest that allowed me to understand rest as God saw it, that it wasn't just being lazy, it wasn't being unproductive. In fact, rest is God's plan for creativity, for productivity, and for longevity. Rest is part of God's plan for creativity in your life, for productivity in your life, and for longevity. And some of you just need to cut yourself some slack in this area. Some of you need to allow yourselves to rest and stop pushing yourself so hard. We have to realize that if we are too busy to take time to rest, then you are too busy. And you actually need to stop and reassess your lifestyle and reprioritize in keeping with God's priorities for your life. Which brings me to the second key to living out of rest, and that is you want to prioritize rest into your life. We see in Genesis that God actually prioritized rest. So my question to you is, what makes you so good that you don't need to? Oh, that's right, because God is lazy. He's unproductive, and you've got so many important things to do that you can't afford time to rest. What, if God actually sets rest as a priority throughout the creation account, what makes us think that we're Superman, we're Wonder Woman, we don't have to do that? Do you think he did it for himself because he was tired? Or do you think he did it as an example to us that we would understand the rhythms of life? If we want to have the fullness of life that Jesus promises, then we need to set time aside to rest. We need to prioritize it. See, the temptation is to cram more and more stuff into an already overstuffed life. But the key to beating this is to get a set of priorities from God and to live your life by those godly priorities, not just by passing preference, not just by external demands, because priorities tell us what to say yes to and what to say no to. Let me insert another shameless plug here for last week's message about your yeses and your noes. Where do we get these priorities from? Well, we get them straight from God. We get them from His Word. We, just by reading His Word, those priorities are made clear to us. So does zeal for God's house consume you like it did Jesus in John chapter 2, 17? Or is it kind of take it or leave it in regard to church? What's the priority for you? Do you go home to bless your family as King David did in 1 Chronicles 16.43? Or do we go home to retreat to our castle and hope the kids are quiet enough that I get a bit of peace and get to watch the news? Do you love your wife as Christ loved the church and laid his life down for her? As Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.25. Or do you sulk because you don't get your needs met when you want them and how you want them met? 
Ooh, that's a little bit sharp, isn't it? I thought we were going to talk about rest. Can we get the topic back on? Sure, I'll get the topic back on. Do my priorities line up with God's priorities? I know in my own life, in my devotional life, very, very quickly I find out whether those priorities are my own or they're God's. It just shows up really, really quickly. One of those priorities, according to his word, is rest. And actually prioritizing rest into our lives. The whole issue of priority flows from your theology of rest. Because priority is all about value. If you have a revelation of the importance of rest, then you will value it. And you will prioritize it as a result. But let me give you some good news. The flip side of it is this. If you prioritize rest, even if you don't have a revelation of that yet, even if you have not formed a good theology of rest yet, even if you don't value it quite as much as you think you should, if you prioritize rest, then that revelation and that valuing of rest actually begins to follow the fact that you prioritize it. Just like if you prioritize your giving, the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You might not have a heart for that thing, but once you start putting your priority, once you start putting your time and your energy and your finance into that thing, then your heart will follow. You'll get the revelation if you make it a priority first. You don't have to get the revelation first to make it a priority. So how do you prioritize rest? Well, it's the same way you prioritize anything. You be intentional about giving it your time, be intentional about giving it your resource, and be intentional about giving it your focus. Time, resource, focus. That's how you prioritize anything. That's how you prioritize golf. You want, to, you want to prioritize golf? Sure. You give it time. You go out once a week. You give it resource. You buy clubs. You give it focus. You look at things that are going to make you a better golfer. That's, pick any topic. That's how you prioritize it. With rest, you do the same thing. You diarize it into your calendar. You make time for it. You plan your rest activities so that you actually give it the resource it needs because you understand that, that, that rest actually costs something. You understand rest takes work, so you work it. And you, you, you ensure that you focus in on that space to the exclusion of other things so that you have prioritized your rest. I know for me, this has been a constant battle in my own life. And I have to continue to be deliver, deliberate about creating times of rest. Because if I let my guard down, then I fall into old patterns. I fall into patterns like... Uh, I'll just catch up on some emails. Isn't it your day off? Yeah, 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 but I've just got a couple of emails I just need to catch up on. Or I'll just slip into the office and get a bit of stuff done just to get a jump on the week. And there are times that I do this really well and times that I just suck at it, like really badly. Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just, um, just get on the computer and just catch up on some stuff I missed this week. If I'm not intentional about it, I know I fall into bad patterns and old habits. If you're going to live out of the place of rest, it has to be a priority to you. And you must prioritize everything that rest entails. Which brings me to my final point. If you want to live out of a place of rest, the place that God has ordained for you, then you need to plan to have balanced rest. Balanced rest. This is where it's important to realize that rest is more than just refraining from work. 
Rest is more than just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. It's more than just not answering emails. It's far more than that. In Genesis 2 verse 2, we see the very first mention of rest in the Bible. It says that on the seventh day, God rested from, he finished from all his work of creation and he rested. It's the first time that we see it. The Hebrew word rested there is the word Shavath. It's an interesting word. It's where we get the word Sabbath from. But the concept of this Shavath kind of rest is actually threefold. I like to call it the three R's. Those three R's are what constitutes balanced rest. Those three R's are the following. Number one, refrain from work. It brings rest to your body. Number two, relate healthily to those around you. It brings rest to your soul. And number three, reflect on God and who he is in your life. It brings rest to your spirit. God created Shavath, this kind of rest, refrain from work, relate to people around you, and reflect on who God is to take care of your body, soul, and spirit. He knew what he was doing. If we're to have the rest that God intends for us to have, then we need to plan to have balanced rest by engaging all three R's, not just one of them, not just, not just oh, I'm just going to sleep. Well, that's, that's actually not restful. That's why you get more and more sleep and you still feel exhausted. Because it's not the rest that God wants to give you. He wants to give you more than that. Just ceasing work can just lead to unproductivity and laziness. And that's not what God wants to give you. He wants to give you rest. True biblical rest. So let me tell you how I apply it. And see if you can kind of figure out a way to apply it in your own life. Now when I have a day off, I try to incorporate all three things in my day. Now when I have holidays, I try to incorporate all three things into my holiday. And so on a day off, I will choose to refrain from work. That is, I'm not going to answer emails, I'm not going to do admin, I'm not going to sit on my computer and do work. I'm actually going to refrain from work on my day off. But I also choose to relate, because I recognize that this is something that's important. And so I will find people that I just like hanging around with. I'll find people that I just get energized by. Now that could be if my daughter's home from Canberra, it could be just going out with the family. If she's not, it could be Sarah and I going out for a coffee and a, and a cake somewhere and just kind of hanging out and chatting. And It could be uh, maybe inviting somebody over for dinner on my night off. And so we'll just invite people over, people that I just like hanging out with. People could be in my campus, could be outside the church, could be people here. Like it just, I just like hanging out with them. I feel energized when I'm, when I'm finished. And so they're the people that I connect with so I can relate healthily to them and refresh my soul. Make sense? And I take time to reflect on God. For me, that means going for a walk. It means just walking and just enjoying what's around me and just saying, God, I am appreciative of the things that you've given me. Taking time just to... Hang out with Jesus. I love that last song. That's a great last song. Sorry that it's been about my agenda. So, you know what? You don't owe me nothing. I just love hanging out with you. I just want to hang out with you. If I could have the band back, that'd be great. This is why Sunday is a great day that, it, that can be a Sabbath for you. 
Because if you start it, say, on Saturday night and finish it on Sunday night, then on Saturday night, maybe you could invite people over. You started to relate. Maybe you could have dinner with some people. Sunday morning, after a restful night where you've been refreshed because you've been with people you like being around, you wake up Sunday morning and ready to go to church. You come to church and you begin to reflect on who God is in your life. You begin to engage God and you worship and in the Word. And, 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 and then maybe it's like, oh, it's great. Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to come out for lunch? Let's go out and have some lunch together. You get to relate and click and connect with somebody who, again, will refresh your soul. You choose that afternoon. I'm not going to do work. I'm not going to do emails. I'm, not going to, I'm just going to chill out for the day. And then you make it back on Sunday night, refreshed and ready, and, and, then, and you choose to engage again with God and, 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 and connect with Him and then get to a place that, that that night you go home feeling refreshed after your day of, of, of Shabbat and, and uh, sleep well because the new day has started. Wake up on Monday morning and you feel ready to face the day because now you're being to operate out of a place of rest. Rest for your body, rest for your soul, rest for your spirit. That's what God wants to give you. That's what God created to give you. When you plan in your rest for it to be truly refreshing, you include all three of these things. And it begins to refresh you and you begin to live out of that place. Does that make sense? Rest is such an important part of wholeness. It really is. And if we understand and get a right theology of what rest is, then we actually, we actually begin to operate out of the place that God says will bring rest to you, your body, soul, and spirit, rather than just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. It's not rest. Rather than just, oh, I'm going to sleep in, and you wake up tired than when you went to bed. It's got to be more than that. And God shows us what it is and how we operate in that rhythm. We have to change our mindset towards rest. Prioritize rest into our lives and then plan to have balanced rest by refraining from work, relating to others and reflecting on God's goodness toward us. Can I encourage you tonight? God wants to bring rest to your soul as well as to your body, as well as to your spirit. Can I encourage you to look at how it is that you can incorporate these things into your life to actually start to bring rest and start to operate out of that place? Because it's the place of joy. He leads me by still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's what He wants to do for you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.